I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food and body image. Today I am chatting to Beth Robinson. Beth is a really keen crossfitter. You may also recognize her from season five of SAS Who Dare Wins and today we're really getting into her story with crossfit and with her battle with her mental health and with an eating disorder. So I just want to put a bit of a warning on this episode if you're not in the space to kind of get into this conversation today we will be discussing different aspects of mental health depression and eating disorders and I so I just want to flag that for you if you're not in the headspace to hear that today then just come and join us next week but before we get into that we are going to hear from this week's train happy trooper of the week this is Sarah calling from Switzerland. I'm a long-time listener of the pod. Love it. Thank you very much. It's so useful. Yeah, my train happy moment was recently in a Pilates class that I've been going to for years. Uh, it's a very difficult class. I love it, but it's very, very challenging. Um, and I used to go there without allowing myself breaks and I would just sort of try and power through it and sometimes until I felt kind of faint especially when I was still dieting which didn't help I still loved the class but I would be really exhausted towards the end and uh, recently I've started going first eating a big snack beforehand I've realized I really need to eat enough if I'm going to that class which you know in itself is a victory over diet culture and second of all, I've decided that during the class, I will add breaks as often and uh, as long as I need. I didn't used to allow myself that because um, I am myself a Pilates instructor and I always felt some sort of pressure to be, you know, the best one there or at least keep up with the instructor, which is really dumb. I mean, you should do what feels good to you. And so I've been doing that. I've been adding breaks. I've been uh, stopping when I had enough. And it's felt amazing. <laughs> I love the class even more. I'm very comfortable. It's been a bit challenging uh, to make myself do that, but now I'm very happy. So thank you for encouraging me to take this step. I'm very grateful. All the best. Sarah, that was an incredible train happy moment. And thank you so much for sharing. I think this is also very relevant for today's conversation because in this episode, best journey with CrossFit and how she's kind of had to re you know shift how she engages with CrossFit that she enjoys CrossFit but she needs to engage with it differently and as you have done with Pilates allow yourself more breaks notice what your performance is like when you're actually fed doing the movement um no and you don't have to exhaust yourself every time all of this is huge and I think I'm 
you know, it's really positive that you're, even after doing something for so long, you're allowing yourself to shift how you experience that movement and you're listening to your body and you're prioritizing your needs, your energy. And I think that's brilliant. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. I hope that encourages everyone this week to have the snack before your workout if you need it. Listen to your body during and remember you do not need to be the best in class. You can go whatever level you need to go at that day. You really can. If you would like to share your train happy moment with us, then please send them in. We really want to hear from you. We love voice notes like Sarah. We love texts too. You can send them to us via our WhatsApp. You can put plus four four in front of it if you're an international listener. And our number is 075-999-27537. And we would love to share your train happy moment. And maybe you'll be train happy trooper of the week in a future episode. Okay, enough from me. Let's get into this week's chat with the lovely, open, honest, and vulnerable Beth Robinson. Beth, welcome to the Train Happy podcast. I'm really excited to get to speak to you today. People might know you, they might recognize you from season five of SAS Who Dares Wins. What kind of got you to that point how come you went on the show in the first place I'm just really intrigued as to the the story that got you there um yeah firstly thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be on it and with SAS it was that was kind of like halfway through my journey it was like a weird point I'd like a couple of years before I'd started CrossFit and got really really into CrossFit definitely to quite an unhealthy point actually I was just really obsessed and I think with SAS I was just looking for a distraction and something that I could like focus all of my energy towards and I've always done like um kind of outdoorsy stuff like uh, kayaking, co-steering, all that kind of thing when I was younger. Um, I'm quite an adventurous person and I found that basically I try and challenge myself in order to distract myself from some of the like mental battles that I'm going through. So that's definitely what that was. Um, but it was like a really like transformative experience in lots of different ways. I love that honesty. And I think, you know, from doing the sort of research on you and learning more about, yeah, kind of what you've been through that recognizing that something like that could be a way of sort of maybe trying to cope with other stuff going on or like you say a distraction I appreciate that level of (laughs) self-awareness I've actually had a lot of therapy well over the years but more recently and I think that that's definitely a recent revelation (laughs) Mm. like we say there has been a whole journey up into that point and for people who kind of don't know you they might know you as Beth who does CrossFit Beth on SAS who does wins but I know that you've had a mental health journey up until that point um yeah do you want to kind of share with us what that's been like I can do it's quite a a big journey so I'll try and be concise Um, we got time 2015 where it's really started you're probably gonna have to put trigger warnings on the front of this I'm sorry uh I was like really suicidal and like had two uh suicide attempts basically and then I was very swiftly diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I was really struggling with a lot of things like uh I also had eating disorders I had bulimia um I was struggling a lot with like my body image um loads of stuff and just really really depressed and then it all came to a head and then I was put under the mental health team and then got the diagnosis and I was between medications they were putting me on really serious medication um, like antipsychotics and it was just making me like 
I just couldn't think at all. My brain was just like, all my emotions were just shut off. And I had to come off that medication and then uh, work towards like trying a different medication. Um, but I was so desperate that in the middle, I was like, is there anything I can do to help myself feel better in the meantime while we're waiting so that I can try this new medication? And they were like, oh, you could try some like lifestyle changes. They were like, um, sleep between seven to nine hours a night, try and eat like uh, healthy, whole, like balanced foods, um, like don't eat too much sugar because with bipolar disorder, sugar can spike moods. Um, and that was definitely something I was struggling with, obviously with the binge eating. And then uh to exercise and I started doing like a little bit of weightlifting with my sister and her partner in like the home gym and then just like completely by accident a CrossFit gym like popped up nearby um and we were like should we try it they use barbells like we use at home um, and I loved deadlifting I could deadlift like 90 kilos that is strength 90 kilos straight off the bat I mean come on I don't think I've ever lift 90 kilos ever so I was strong with like unexpectedly like from literally nowhere and I guess like because I was heavy and I've never kind of fit into the like gender roles I've always been like oh no I can carry that because I grew up on a farm I must have just had strength like residual strength from like like lifting kayaks as we did kayaking like moving stuff around and I guess that just transferred over really fast wow I mean but but I have to say I like that I think this goes to show you know how we're just like genetically predisposed to certain things and like clearly strength yeah. is like in your gene pool because wow that isn't that is impressive yeah, my dad's very similar yeah <laughs> he's like he puts on muscle really fast and and like being farm strong is definitely a thing like if mm. for people that have grown up on farms like you're like lifting feed bags around or like swinging sledgehammers like you're you're just strong and a lot of people don't necessarily bring that into the gym but that was definitely something that like uh, it was it just felt really natural for me and like with CrossFit we have like sandbags which feel like a feed bag and like yeah. there's all of that so many transferable skills yeah <laughs> which is super cool so you got into crossfit and what was that experience like when you first tried it it was weird i started like the day before new year's eve um because i didn't want it to be like a first of january thing so i tried it before the first of january i don't know what that does um and then i swiftly went up to like five days a week and i was just obsessed i competed like two months into crossfit wow. and i just loved it it's just so varied and it just fits like i get very bored very easily with things but it's constantly varied so yeah it was just perfect at the time <laughs> and then obviously it was helping my mental health and then I went back to the doctors and I was like I'm I'm like fine like I don't think I need to go on any more medication um I feel like I'm okay and like the lifestyle changes had worked <laughs> which was a shock to them and to me so I ended up not going on anything else I just had my other medication that I had before on like a PRN basis and my bipolar mood episodes have completely leveled out by that point but then after that it started to spiral again <laughs> which is a kind of a trend <laughs> because I started to lose quite a lot of weight and as you know people praise you a lot when you mm. lose weight um, I was getting that constant validation and I got uh, very like addicted, I think, to that validation for losing weight and for how I looked better and like how my physical appearance, I mean, I did quotation marks there. I don't think like 
I don't believe that anymore. And I don't believe that my worth is in what my body looks like. But back then, that's what everybody was telling me that mm -hmm. I was worth more because I had a six pack and because I was skinny and because I was muscular um, and I was fitting the beauty ideal. Um, so I just got addicted to that and just kept obsessing. And then because I had the eating disorder before and I'd gone through a bit of a spell of recovery with the bulimia. Um, after that, I kind of, it morphed into a new thing where I was obsessing, body checking, trying to lose every ounce of fat. And there's like a few little like problematic things that CrossFit say, like um, they say not to eat any sugar at all. And they say um, eat at levels that support performance, but not body fat or something. So that in my head, being a very literal person took that as to meaning I shouldn't have any body fat. Mm. I was going to ask, you know, what was the CrossFit environment like with that? I mean, something I wanted to discuss with you today is like from a very anti-diet perspective, CrossFit has yeah. a bad reputation. It is seen yeah. as a very like intense, all you know, very all in, hardcore kind of movement. I think a lot of people feel like it's, yeah, maybe perpetuates a fair bit of diet culture. And I'd be interested in hearing your experience of that. But I feel like, this is my perspective on it, that CrossFit can be a fairly neutral experience if you approach yeah. it in a very intuitive, neutral way. If you say like, I just enjoy this form of movement, that's fine and I'm gonna engage with it on my terms rather than feeling like I have to constantly push to failure to be successful. I have to always be improving my lifts. I have to always be improving the times of my, you know, wads, the workout of the days. Like, if you approach it in that way, then it can, that form of training can be a, you know, if that's what gets you going, that's what gets you going. However, I do feel like there are certain parts about the kind of CrossFit mentality. And, and I, from my understanding, like from different gyms, boxes, they're called from box to box, mm -hmm. it can vary necessarily in the culture within that gym. But I'd be interested in to hear your experience of that. And if you felt that the CrossFit gym or some of the CrossFit, like you say, belief systems such as like sugar's bad. Mm. <laughs> the nutrition is advice, if we can call it that, is questionable. <laughs> and they were like so into like zone and paleo and all of that. And it was like, especially at the beginning, like that was what CrossFit was. There, It was all about the diet and you shouldn't be eating any processed carbohydrates or any of that. It had quite an extreme standpoint on nutrition. So how was that nutrition delivered was it a case of was there like an appointed person in the gym or was it just the culture so the way crossfit works is it's like almost like a franchise like each gym yeah. they have like the affiliate they pay to get the name crossfit um but really they do what they want um with that name and crossfit puts out this blanket advice kind of on its youtube channel it used to um and on its social media channels and on the main site and so you could see and also we were listening to like some of the fitness professionals in the space that aren't looking back now we're putting out really problematic advice but you could see all of that and then the gyms would kind of pick and choose some of the things that they would do based off of that so there are gyms locally to me that like did do the kind of weighing their members kind of thing which I found very problematic thankfully the gym that I went to didn't do any of that um, and didn't push you down like a fat loss route or anything but some gyms because I like like a regular globo gym so some gyms do that mm. so I think they're no different to like a regular kind of globo gym in that sense but the one that I went to, the coach was 
a bit of a fan of like keto and paleo and like did have a few like images on the wall of different foods and he would occasionally just say like you should eat more avocados to us <laughs> just randomly but that was other than that we didn't get much nutrition advice and I was quite happy about that um, but I was in my own headspace around it anyway and kind of very obsessed with CrossFit so I was listening to all of these people that were at the mm. top of the sport kind of preaching um, the keto paleo zone don't eat any carbs kind of diet and that is something that kind of spiraled me down but in a way CrossFit, because it's so focused on what you can do with your body, not what it looks like, it also pulled me out of the eating disorder again because my performance started to decrease. I started to get weaker. I started to get like I wasn't progressing in my gymnastics or my weightlifting. I was getting more and more exhausted. And it was because I was starving myself and I wasn't giving myself the carbohydrates I needed. Mm. And then I actually ended up recovering. Um, at that point I went back into it's fluctuated a lot um, but I started to look at what the CrossFit Games athletes were eating and what people that were eating to perform were eating and like Matt Fraser had his food all over Instagram because his partner would like bake loads of really amazing things like cinnamon rolls and I'd be like well he eats carbohydrates so why can't I eat carbohydrates is he like a top CrossFit athlete you're gonna have to help the uninitiated here we don't know CrossFit well I don't know CrossFit that well (laughs) (laughs) he's like uh he won CrossFit the CrossFit Games for several years I think it was I don't know I can't maybe five or six times and then he retired a couple of years ago but in the big stint so I've been doing CrossFit since 2016 so pretty much the majority of that time he was the top of the sport Mm. and now he's just like revered as this like figurehead kind of person he does programming for a lot of other games athletes so Um, and then now there are loads of other games athletes talking about what they eat and how they don't restrict there's um, someone called Danny Spiegel which I recommend everybody look up she's incredible and she's she lifts heavy and she talks about like eating like crumble cookies she's obsessed with crumble cookies and like pizza and she eats whatever she wants to eat and she doesn't track her macros and she's just um, a really good role model for women and there are more of those kind of people within the sport now which is a good thing but definitely um, and there are a lot of athletes coming out now saying that around that time like 2016 to 2018 like before lockdown um, there was this high focus on body fat percentages and being a super lean and looking like a certain way looking fit Mm. whereas we know that that's not a thing now and that fitness is a thing that you do. I have heard some stories of this and this kind of yeah obsession with the leanness and all of that and I I'm I think it's positive to hear that there's been a shift in that narrative. It sounds like CrossFit was a bit of a saving grace for you when you found it. Yeah it really helped. And that, like you say, it really helped manage your bipolar diagnosis. And has there been um, tumultuous times with CrossFit? Has it always been kind of yeah. a positive thing for you? Or, or yeah, what's that experience been like? No, I think it's really fluctuated. And I think a lot of the time when we put stuff on social media, we can like paint it one way or the other. But actually, it's there's been so many goods and so many bads at the same time. Um, like I definitely got really into competing in a very unhealthy way. Like one year I competed 13 times and I was doing very well in competitions. But again, I was just ad- addicted to that success and the um, kind of the praise and external validation I was getting. And that wasn't healthy for me. I actually wasn't finding joy in that at all. Um, and I actually enjoyed the process more Um, I got really into training and just they do kind of push the 
constant improvement like you're kind of expected Mm. to improve on your open score like every single year or that's kind of the messaging that's given out by CrossFit um it's like this expectation and I think people are sort of wising up to it now that that actually isn't possible but I was like training like double days like just trying to add as much in as I possibly could it took over my whole life and I basically didn't have a life outside of CrossFit um and that was praised because that's like hustle culture isn't it that's what's Mm. like the grind that's what we're supposed to do like dedicate our whole lives to get better at this sport and I've had to sort of transform within that and try because I kind of never left the sport whilst realizing that the way I was looking at it was really unhealthy and the way it was in my life was unhealthy so I've had to shift a lot of things yeah I mean this is the thing that I kind of you know when, when people talk about CrossFit they're like if you meet someone with CrossFit, like within, you know, a second, they're going to tell you that they do CrossFit. Like, how do you know someone does CrossFit? They'll tell you. Um, because it, yeah. there was such a strong community, such a strong identity with it. Like you say, um, from an outsider's perspective, it seems that, like you say, a lot of the setup of it is like, if you're doing CrossFit, you're doing CrossFit. You're not really allowed to go and do other things because you have to do yes. the CrossFit workouts for so many amount of times a week and that there's not much room for like other activities. So you're kind of either in or you're out because you can't kind of Mm. half be in, half be out. So it does become, it must become a huge part of A, most of the physical activity you're doing, B, so much of your identity, C, it's your social life, it's who you're spending time with. It's kind of understandable to me that if you have other stuff going on in your life and you're predisposed to maybe going all in on things that that is a very easy thing for you to suddenly it becomes all consuming and a huge part of your identity if not your whole identity like I think that is completely understandable from an outsider's perspective because I think the culture of CrossFit does perpetuate that and like I said if you're vulnerable to going really hard with that then I think those people suffer the consequences of that the most you know yeah it's really interesting to to hear what it is like from an outside perspective actually because I've been in this for so long I don't know what it seems like from an mm. outside perspective um and actually the reality of it is that isn't true that mm. it like it has to be all consuming that it has to be your entire life and I think this is what I've been realizing this is why I'm trying to carve out this space for people with my social media yes. because I, I live in Cornwall so I'm surrounded by people that do like rowing and swimming and triathlons and like surf Surfing, lifesavers sure, and rugby yeah. players yeah and the more I'm realizing that the people that I'm in the classes with do so many other sports and it's given me permission to be like I can do all these other sports I want to do and I don't have to be 100% dedicated to CrossFit I don't want to have to like get better at wall walks for next year because I did rubbish on the wall walk workout this year like I can go paddle boarding if I want to I can skip a CrossFit workout to go for a hike like that's Mm. cool too and I suppose if anything what you're doing when you're doing CrossFit just means you get to go and enjoy those other activities more because yeah you have like it's transferable skills you know like the strength exactly. and fitness and you're building so up in means you can go and I don't know if you're into surfing or whatever but you're in Cornwall so that's the kind of the, the stereotype that I can't say I have <laughs> well doing the other things doing, like surf. hiking or kayaking you know it's all like 
it's no doubt going to benefit what you're doing there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I found I couldn't paddleboard before I did CrossFit and then I did CrossFit and I could paddleboard. I could stand up um, because of the core strength and mm. the and the leg strength that it had given me and the stability. Um, and it is really transferable. I also, I used to do netball in school and then my, one of my CrossFit gyms that I went to just entered us into this random netball league. Like the, it was like mixed netball, like the men and the women we were playing together and we were all super fit and we absolutely crushed it. And it's because of CrossFit. And it's really weird because the the way the methodology works is it it sells itself like it is this thing that's supposed to get you fit for life Mm. so you can do all of these other things Mm. but then somehow everybody ends up getting wrapped up in only doing crossfit yeah and they actually don't end up doing the life stuff and it's like something's got a bit wrong with the messaging somehow and that like you're only allowed to like it feels like you're only allowed to do the outdoorsy, like go on the bikes, like they do at the CrossFit Games, if you're a games athlete. But if you're a regular person, you need to be working towards that being more elite before you're allowed to do that stuff. Mm. Which shouldn't be true, really. No, it shouldn't. (laughs) I I don't think it is. I feel like you should be able to move how you want to move and do the bits that you want to do and (laughs) don't do the bits you don't want to do. And that certain things shouldn't be reserved for certain people yeah you get to engage with it how you want to engage with it and it sounds like yeah I mean we're fast forwarding a bit but to more present day that that is more where you're at with it which is really cool to hear but uh, it's been a whole roller coaster to get there would would it be fair to say yeah absolutely yeah I think um I had to change the way I thought about it though after like lockdown I I had a very stressful job and I was working um in a social emotional mental health school so I was still working through the pandemic but gyms shut so I stopped training properly and I gained a lot of weight and I was obviously in ED recovery by that point because I'd recognized that like I was like not recovered. I'd noticed that I was still restricting, although maybe I wasn't like in the binge purge cycle. I was still restricting. I was still in my eating disorder. I wasn't going to try and push myself to lose weight because my recovery was so important to me. So I had to like go back to the gym, having gained 30 kilos and be okay with that. And then I had to like factor in how my like story looked within CrossFit because I'm like, I can't, I can't do muscle ups anymore. Like I couldn't do some of the gymnastic stuff anymore because I would lost the ability to do because I hadn't been training it. And then I realized like, I like had a little chat with myself, like, look, you do this for fun. Like, why am I even stressing about what I can and can't do? Like, this is for me and for my mental health. It's always mm. been for my mental health, mm. my physical health. So why can't I look at it that way? And then coming at it from that perspective made me see the sport and the culture in such a different way I was like oh like other people probably feel the same as me here like there and probably a lot of other people gained weight during lockdown and were coming back to gyms and now my dms are full of people that are really worried about going back to crossfit gyms because they have gained weight and they feel like they've lost all their progress when actually like our progress is what we can do what we can lift what we can achieve it's nothing to do with how our bodies look and crossfit never really was supposed to be about that it was always supposed to be about being able to train to be strong and fit and healthy it was never about changing your body so uh, yeah I feel like I'm trying to like carve out that kind of message within the space um whilst also like healing my relationship with CrossFit at the same time and I'm not there (laughs) but I I'm working on it and I'm recognizing along the way that I can do stuff like the gymnastics movements and I can work towards them and I don't need to lose weight in order to do that I love that you're sharing that part of your journey and you know what so much of this stuff like 
is there this magical end goal where you go like, ta-da, I've done it. Like I'm healed, I'm recovered, I'm all good. I think that there's, there's phases. There are phases and maybe each phase starts to feel like the the load feels a bit lighter. You get more headspace and you get more kind of spontaneity and freedom, but that it's a process. And I think, you know, give yourself so much compassion on that journey because, you know, there's so much to do. And, you know, something we talk about a lot on this podcast is all of this stuff, especially our relationship with food, our relationship with exercise, our relationship with our bodies is a coping mechanism. It's how we try and cope with some really tough stuff that goes on in our lives. It's how we deal with difficult emotions. It's how we kind of try and process trauma and cope with that or maybe distract ourselves or whatever it is. But that's what we try and do. And you know, it gets you to a point until it doesn't. The real healing, the hard inner work is is actually clearing the headspace to deal with the really tough stuff that's going on. As you said, you're in therapy, you're doing that hard, hard work and it's, <laughs> it's tough. You know, like I said, I am not like super familiar with, with the CrossFit currently culture and stuff. You know, like I said, I've got an outsider's perspective, but I'm sure there are a lot of people in that space who are so grateful for your vulnerability and for your openness in sharing this with them because you know sadly it's all too relatable for people yeah I really hope it does that for people um and I honestly I'm just trying to be the person that I needed to see when I was in that stage when I was struggling and I got I had like a following before when it was just through CrossFit through doing well at CrossFit and I got to a point where I was like well do I stop posting because I've like failed I obviously hadn't but I felt like I had failed because I'd gained weight and then that was somehow wrong and then I like I just had this whole like revelation that that's not right and actually the sport is for everybody it's always been for everybody so I just want to be that person that I needed to see because I felt like the journey would have been easier for me if I had seen Mm. somebody in a similar body to me doing CrossFit when I was there and equally when I was younger when my eating disorder rose to begin with because I was super sporty in school um, and then I kind of moved away from it and that was partly to do with my eating disorder because I was scared about being like strong or big I wanted to be as small as humanly possible but if I'd seen somebody like me that was big and strong and energetic and athletic then I would have maybe not had to have deal with that dealt with that or it might have help me in some way so yeah I hope it's having an impact (laughs) there is real power in representation and like you say being that person you wish you had like there's so much so much power in that you know it's massively why I make this podcast it's why I do what I do because likewise (laughs) wanting you know hoping that maybe someone at that crossroads sees something different and they get to go down another path rather than the same one you know yeah, absolutely. And you know what, with this podcast, it's so helpful as well, because I was listening to one um, with Bethany, um, who I can't Rutter. remember her last Bethany name. Bethany Rutter. Yes, I related to her so much. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is this me? Like, I felt like I was listening to my own story. And I, yeah, I just related to it. And it, and I didn't realise how much power there is in representation until mm-hmm. I kind of heard it from somebody else's perspective like that, because that was, that was huge for me. And so, I love her whole... Yeah 
who cares attitude of like, I deserve yeah. to be here. Who cares what anyone else thinks? I'm gonna do it. Strong recommend if people haven't listened, if you need it, if you want to just feel empowered, going to try something new, going to try to a class or something, like I, I think you'll leave that going like, yeah, I do deserve to go and do this. I do get to do this. Like I sh- I'm allowed to take up space. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I saw a post um, recently that where you kind of, and I actually think you're resharing someone else's post, but they were kind of saying how they were grieving their past body in the in the kind of yeah. context of CrossFit. And I know that so many people listening will relate to this. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, I've had these experiences of like looking back at pictures of yourself when you're in a smaller body, um, especially in like a fitness environment. Um, and I know for you, like obviously competing at quite a high level with CrossFit and yeah. the kind of there's that grief there of knowing that that was unsustainable for you. Um, there's a reason you're not doing that now because, you know, it clearly, it wasn't sustainable for your physical or emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And also going like, there's a part of you that's like, oh, I kind of, what if I was there again, you know? And like, I just, yeah, I and I, maybe this is a very current thing for you, but I'm just curious how you, think about that and and what your thoughts yeah. are with that so it was I've got a whole like folder of competition photos and the post you're um, referring to is Johnny's post and he was saying about how he was looking back at photos and he noticed like these kind of what he back then thought were rolls of fat but were actually just like bits of like, very normal skin um, yeah, on his I've body that he was trying yeah. to get rid of because he was trying to get rid of all of the body fat and I have the exact same photos where I was thinking exactly the same thing um, and I look super ripped and like lean and like there is nothing I mean I there is no fat on me at all but yeah I I was still in that mindset of obsessing about my weight and obsessing about bits of fat I could see on my body, which was ridiculous. Um, and it's like, look, looking back at those photos, it makes me sad that I was in that position then. And it also makes me sad that I wasn't able to embrace competing in the way that I should have been. And I was obsessing about my body because wh- where would I be if I had been eating to fuel my performance back then? Mm. Like I could have done a lot better and maybe like, I, I don't know, I would have had a healthier relationship with competition potentially, but I was in such a negative headspace anyway. Um, and then sometimes I do wish I could still do a muscle up or wish I could still compete at that level in CrossFit. But then I'm like, actually I don't because I prefer my life now. I actually have a life now mm. <laughs> and I have a life outside of CrossFit and I've got a happy relationship, which I didn't have then because I've I had really struggled with relationships over the years. That's a whole extra story, but um 
a lot of the CrossFit that I was doing was in order to cope with some of the really negative experiences that I'd had. Um, and the reason that I was so fit was because I used CrossFit as sometimes a form of self-harm and sometimes a way to just bury myself when I was feeling really negative. So it's weird because you can look back at a body like I had and think, oh, I must have been like so healthy and like so fit and all of that. But actually, I was very unhealthy and in mentally and physically. Um, and it wasn't like the peak performance that everybody pres presumes it to be. Mm. But yeah, sometimes I do miss fitting the beauty standard because it's easy to exist when you do and people don't make comments, <laughs> which I get all the time. We can look at a photo, we can make assumptions and I'm sure, yeah, trolls online would go, you could post photos of you in at that time in your life versus now and they'd be like, yeah, see, you were so fit and healthy then. And you're like, you have exactly. no idea dear what was going on for yeah. me in my life and you know what have you gained in your recovery because it sounds like you've gained a hell of a lot in terms of there's so much more to you as a person in the sense of you're exploring other interests other hobbies deepening connections with other people you know I suppose you're probably finding out a lot about yourself right in this process yeah. <laughs> and yeah there's been a weight gain process through that but clearly you're gaining so much beyond that you know absolutely it almost feels like a complete like rebirth like mm, I, I love that. a lot of the stuff that I loved when I was a teenager is all coming back for me as well like a lot of the stuff that I really enjoyed but pushed myself away from because I felt like I should be focusing on making my body smaller instead of doing the things that I enjoyed the also the brain space yes. that obsessing about food takes up um the freedom that I've got from that like there's things that I can eat now, like a cream egg. We've just had Easter and like that was a major trigger food for me, cream eggs. I would always stress about when they'd come into the shops and like worry if I'd go into like a petrol station and there was going to be cream eggs there because I knew I couldn't resist buying them and I knew I'd binge on them um, or just obsessing about not having them. It was just like the mental space that kind of thinking takes up and mm. thinking about every single meal and what you're going to eat next and all of that. And now I'm much, I'm not completely free of it, but I am more free of it. And mm. I can think about other things and plan other things and achieve more because I'm not obsessing over trying to shrink myself all the time. What have you kind of reconnected with from your teenage years that you're doing now? I'm curious to know. Oh, it's so weird. Like, um, I think a part of it is like the healing journey I've gone through with the therapy anyway. I've got also got PTSD and I've had a lot of stuff. I have had a lot of like memories come up from my teenage years and things that I I wouldn't do. Um, weirdly, like music, my music taste has gone back to what it was when I was 15. Um, and also just like sports, just being outside. <laughs> But yeah, you know, like the 2000s playlist, part of me goes, I know I'm in my 30s now when <laughs> I only want to listen to music from when I was a teenager, like the 2000s, yes. like there's something about it where I'm like, this was the best era of music ever, which is everything our parents said about like the 80s <laughs> and like the 70s and 80s, don't you think? And you're like, I'm that yeah. person, it's happening. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
it's so weird. I don't know why that's happened either. And like reading as well, for some reason I'm reading again. And like that, I don't know that. I don't think that's linked to my eating disorder, but I feel like I, there was so much pain after my teenage years that I just stopped doing all the things that I enjoyed and just started obsessing about how I could make myself fit in. Mm. Um, so that it would be less painful mm. I guess and I so all of the joy has started to come back into my life once I've stopped trying to run from who I am and stop trying to change myself to fit in with what everybody else wants me to be and what society wants us to look like. I am in full support of everyone completely being themselves and I think it's part of getting through your 20s as well yeah. as all the other shit <laughs> Like there's a yeah, there's like this absolutely. part of going like I am coming home to myself, I'm coming home to my body, I'm coming home to who I am. I am, you know, like I'm okay as I am and I don't need all these other people's approval. I can really lean into the things that bring me joy. And that's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it feels as well. Like I've kind of come home to myself. And it's weird because I always like dreaded my 30s, but I'm like 31 now and already I'm only one year in, but my 30s are way better than my 20s. Yes. Just because I have so much knowledge. <laughs> Everyone is scared of turning 30 and you know, and I know there's other people listening here who are well beyond 30 and they're going, "Yes, Tally, of course, we've known this for a while." <laughs> but getting to 30, everyone, you know, in your 20s sadly because of I, I think all kind of links back to doesn't it kind of beauty standards and body ideals and everything like 30 is is yeah. a terrifying age to be because somehow I'm old and irrelevant and I'm not cool anymore <laughs> and I won't be attractive anymore because patriarchy has kind of dictated that a woman is best when she's kind of young and beautiful yeah and it all links back to, I'm going to be on my soapbox for a second. It all Please links <laughs> back to that, doesn't it? It all links back to that. And that, you know, that youth is the ultimate prize and the all we should be aiming for, which is why we're obsessed with not even looking like we're aging. It's like, we don't even see like older, older women, women even older than 30 in movies and TV. Like they just vanish. It's yeah. horrendous. And it, yeah. So you fear turning 30 and actually it's the best because you have so much clarity on who you are on what is important to you you have more confidence to set boundaries in your life you have more connection with yourself and you go like I don't have to put up with this shit anymore I want to do what makes me feel good and it really sounds like you're on that path in your 30s and I'm really excited for you yeah yeah I am definitely best is yet to come I'm, I'm just excited for the future of what I get to do and explore and like being able to do that now I just feel so so much freer mm. um I just want that for other people as well same I want that for other people too I want everyone listening to just feel like yeah and also like if you're listening to this and you're like 50 you can always go like yeah I'm 50 I am not doing what everyone else wants me to do anymore. I'm going to tune into me. Like it's never too late, ever too late exactly. to like figure that out. Um, it's really not. You can come home to yourself at any age, you know? Absolutely. 
And I that I think I saw something on social media somewhere that really hit home for me that was like, I didn't want to be in my 80s and still be trying to lose weight and yeah. trying to shrink my body or change my body. Or And I also, the reason I train now is because it's for my 80-year-old self. Like I want to be the strongest, most badass 80-year-old that can pick up her grandkids and run down the stairs and do all the things that she wants to do. Like that's who I'm training for now. I'm not training to change my body as it is now I want I want to have strong bones and strong joints and all of that and I I don't want to have to worry about someone's birthday cake I want to like be in the moment with people um rather than obsessing over because a lot of the time with eating disorders like events with food are hard and that Mm. was definitely a big one for me that would always be a binge so having the freedom from that now and ha- being able to take that into the rest of my life and being able to like enjoy a birthday party or a barbecue with the people that are there and not worrying about whether I'm going to have a bun with my burger. <laughs> That's like huge. Yes. And that is the importance of finding food freedom and getting to that place because you get to be present. You get to enjoy the moment. You get to just be with people without all that kind of inner dialogue just yeah. being so loud like and it you is. know a lot of this work isn't it's so hard to completely get rid of that monologue but it's certainly like how can we like really turn the volume down you know I often say to people especially um like don't stress if you still you know hearing that voice going like oh shouldn't eat that or like oh maybe you should maybe you should work out some more today or like expect it because it's so conditioned in us and that can and I think that's true of people in recovery I think that's true of people just in recovery from diet culture full stop like it's so conditioned Mm -hmm. to worry about those things isn't it so it's totally understandable that the brain has not caught up but it's how you respond to that And if instead you meet yourself with compassion and say like, I hear you, I don't have to believe you, I don't have to honor you, like I'm gonna do what's best for me in this moment. You know, it's building your skill set and your tools to be able to respond to that differently. And and it sounds like you're really starting to do that, which is so cool. Absolutely. And you're so accurate with like turning the volume down as well. I kind of envisage like putting them in a back room somewhere. I can still, I know they're there, but they're like, but also I I, I have the eating disorder thoughts uh, a fair amount still. And I tend to use them as a bit of like red flag that something is like going a bit, a bit wrong. And maybe Mm. I need to like have a conversation with that in my head. Like, why is this coming up? It's normally like, um, it's just a sign that something has gone a bit off track. And I'm like, why am I feeling so uncomfortable with my body? And quite a lot of the time, it's just something like my cycle. Like I'm to like day mm. 26 of my cycle. And I just feel really uncomfortable with my body around that time because you gain, you have like water retention. There's loads of things that happen to your body. And also my anxiety gets super high. So sometimes it's just that. And I'm like, oh, that's why. So, and then the voice just fades off. Mm. Um, and then other times it's like, there's been triggers throughout the day. Someone's been talking about how they can't have cake in front of me or something like that and it's just something like that or it's like I've been too into the CrossFit space and I've been feeling like I need to get better at CrossFit therefore I need to lose weight etc mm. etc et and that's not true so it's I just use it as a way to journal or like have conversations with myself and figure out where it's coming from and how I can work on that yeah it's like okay this I know I'm going to discuss in therapy this week this is yeah. like, what's going on for me here? Why, you know, what what was, yeah, what was that trigger? And I think that's a really 
great part when you can get to that part of that self-awareness I think where you're like okay like I don't need to freak out but I'm going to be curious. I suppose with CrossFit going forward what parts of CrossFit do you want to change? What narratives do you want to challenge? And, you know, through the work you're doing through social media, like what do you want to get out there about CrossFit? Maybe challenge some of its old sort of stereotypes. Like what do you want want people to know? I think, um, well, for my personal journey, I just want to continue doing it for like health and longevity and fun because it is so enjoyable and so much fun and it keeps me fit and it keeps me happy. Um, but for I, I want to start painting the picture out there of what CrossFit is actually like because I know there's this perception that it's for that you have to get fit to start CrossFit, which isn't true, and that it's only for like these super elite people or people that look like these super ripped athletes. It's mm. not true at all. Like if you go into a CrossFit gym, it's full of people of all different shapes and sizes. Um, and I also want to change crossfit from the inside and i i do like especially online i obviously receive a lot of trolling and some of the fat phobia that i have received has been from some of the crossfit community like there have been crossfit coaches that have been like that so i'm aware and i also heard from some people that dm me like that their coaches have said things to them like uh, and this happens in any gym but that they need to lose weight in order to be get better at gymnastics or they need to do more cardio instead of lifting weights or that kind of stuff or made like unsolicited comments on their body or about what they should or should be eating or all of that kind of stuff so I want to be really vocal about why that's bad and we shouldn't be doing that I want to make other people feel like they can wear whatever they want in CrossFit because I didn't change what I wore (laughs) as I put on weight I figured why should I that's really powerful I didn't actually think of it when I started doing it I I just wanted to continue to wear my clothes I didn't want to have to get a whole new wardrobe because I still fit the clothes that I was wearing it's just I had more body fat um and I'm like I'm not gonna dress differently because I've put on weight but and I I guess I was lucky in that way because a lot of women that are my size out there it's a really big barrier to like wearing the shorts Mm. um feeling like your body doesn't fit in some way but it's not true um and we can wear whatever we want and whatever we're comfortable in and I hope that I can help other people realize that for those people who are in those environments whether it's CrossFit whether it's any other type of fitness environment where you feel like a trainer or someone has said something where you feel comfortable I always like to remind people you're the customer you are paying to be there and if you um if someone's making you feel a bit shit you're well within your rights to give polite feedback that just says like I really enjoy training here I really don't like it when we talk about body shape or size or if people make comments about earning or burning food or whatever. And, you know, that it makes me really uncomfortable and I want to keep training here. So please can we, you know, please can we reconsider the language we use? That would be great. And that can be an anonymous email. That can be, um, you know, that can just be an email. It doesn't even need to be a face-to-face conversation there most places businesses like this do invite sort of like feedback in some way so there's a way to give it because I think also these places these businesses they can't read our minds sadly and Mm. sometimes you need to communicate that like this doesn't make me feel good when you do this so please can we reconsider um there's a template for that 
that that kind of feedback in my book train happy oh that's amazing i need to send that to people because i I get people in my dms all the time that just need to like they're so scared of giving the feedback but that's exactly what needs to happen so that we can change it from the inside so a template would be great (laughs) so my fiance jack is really big on what we call the shit sandwich so if you have to deliver some maybe you want to give some constructive feedback just sandwich it between two compliments. I really enjoy it training works. here. I, you know, I really enjoy the classes. I love what it do. I don't like this. Um, I really hope we can change it because, you know, like I want to continue working with you. So you've put it between two nice things, the the feedback to the middle, and I I think that's a a kind of win, like a, a fail safe approach. <laughs> It does work. I mean, I'm an ex-teacher and that is how we used to write reports. So yeah, <laughs> and it, it does, it does work. Okay. Well, we've got um, your approval yeah. as well. So I think like Pete, I really would empower people to like, if you're not happy with something, give the feedback because like things aren't going to change yeah. unless we ask for it sometimes. And I think we need to be more vocal about asking for a new narrative and you know, Definitely. And there's so many things like online as well at the moment that are kind of working against us too. Like there's, mm. especially I, I think in this space of like the, with the men at the moment, there's all of the carnivore diet people. Like they're really yes. like only eat meat and nothing else. Like that is having an impact and we do need to fight back somehow and mm-hmm. kind of maybe in a more gentle way, give this feedback to Jim so that they are aware that we, that we shouldn't be pushing these fad diets on people, especially if they're just turning up to be healthy and fit enjoy themselves yeah it's just like look they've the fitness industry has been doing things a certain way now for a while as far as the general fitness industry is concerned if it ain't broke we ain't gonna fix it it seems to be working people see you know keep doing these classes or coming to our gym or whatever but i have a feeling that there is a shift of people going oh i don't really like it when they say that like oh that's really annoying that 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 poster on the wall about you know demonizing certain foods isn't making me feel good or the before and after photos everywhere isn't making me feel good like just because it has been that way it doesn't mean it should be that way going forward like we can change things we can give our feedback we can ask for things to be different and that is how we're really going to make progress in really changing fitness culture and moving fitness culture to a more positive inclusive environment and so that is my homework for everyone listening. Like if you've been in an environment where you feel like you need to give feedback. I've got something to do. The week is, this week is the week to give the feedback and let us know on our WhatsApp, um, you know, what, how you get on with that and any stories you might have. Cause I'd be intrigued to hear people if they get responses and how that works out. I've just realized as you were saying that, that I saw a poster when I went swimming that was like a a skinny woman and she was pinching fat on her stomach and it was like a poster about fat loss. So I've got some feedback that I need to give to a gym, which I didn't realize until you said that. So... (laughs) Great. That's your homework for this week too. (laughs) Keep us updated. Um, Beth, this has been such a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate your honesty, vulnerability um, in sharing your journey with where you're at. You know, I know that myself and everyone listening is just really wishing you all the best in this process of recovery and healing. And, you know, it sounds like you're really, like we said, coming home to yourself and it's so beautiful to see. 
thank you so much and thank you for all you do as well like your podcasts have been so helpful and all of the messages you put out there have, have definitely been part of my recovery journey as well so i need that like reinforcement um of what i'm thinking about because there isn't a lot of it in the crossfit space so i look elsewhere and what you do is incredible and helps a lot of people <laughs> we've got to stick together well you really have to yeah. stick together um so beth i have to ask you before you go then you know i have to ask you what has been your most recent train happy moment oh my god well it it's kind of this phase i'm going through but um maybe specifically the day i went bouldering and i realized because i was i talk about this message where it's like you're not too heavy for gymnastics in crossfit but then in my head i've been like i'm but i'm too heavy to go climbing and i was like no that's not true like where is that coming from and i went on tiktok and like found i just put in like tiktok's amazing for this just like plus size bouldering and there was all of these amazing women that came up that were my size and bigger than me bouldering and i'm like well i can do it then um so i went and had the best time the most fun and it wasn't about getting a really sweaty workout in or whatever it was just me having a play and it, that was just like so so much fun and I was there for hours and that's what I want to foster more of in my journey with exercise alongside CrossFit and I want to be able to sack off a CrossFit workout every so often to go and climb or swim or whatever <laughs> I love that yeah intuitive movement baby you get to do whatever you want yeah. when you want and we love that for you. Um, this has been wonderful. Where can everyone find you, follow your CrossFit mission and just, yeah, support you on your journey? Um, so I'm Sporty Beth CF on Instagram and TikTok. And pretty much, I think I'm Sporty Beth on YouTube, um, all of those. And then, uh, yeah. I think that's it. I've got quite a few platforms and I do um, like online coaching and like programming to like get your first pull up and that kind of stuff through my Instagram page. We love it. Yeah, you go check out your pull ups because they are amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can you can do pull ups even if you're over 100 kilos like me. Like it is a possibility. Yes. I want more people to believe that. I know because I saw you doing the other day. I was like, she's killing it. And I think you're right. There's so the perception that like, oh, that's only for da -da -da. and you're like, no, nope, everyone like can people. do it. <laughs> everyone can do it. Um, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Beth. And I hope we get to meet in person. Yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. <laughs> But that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please do let us know on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. And we do want to hear from you. We want your questions. We want to hear your train happy moments. And we'd love to feature you as Train Happy Trooper of the Week. So remember, you can get in touch with us via our WhatsApp. It is 07599927537. And whatever podcast platform you're choosing to listen to us on, please rate and review. It really helps the show and it really helps spread the train a happy message. And that is it for this week. I'll be back with a brand new episode for you next Monday. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 